everybody, and welcome back to Kingdom Concepts. Alea here and Bianca. And we are so excited to be back with you. We are taking over for the month of March, and we're so excited. If you didn't watch last week's episode, we encourage you to go back, watch that one, because every episode in March is going to build upon the previous one. Um, so today we're going to talk about the local church. Um, the local church is a huge subject. It's been something that's being talked about really all over the nation right now. Um, what the local church is for and is it essential? Is it non-essential? Um, is it something that's vital or is it something that's a luxury? And right now people are treating the local church like it's a luxury that it's not a necessity. And we're going to talk about the necessity of the local church. We're going to talk about how do you get the most out of your local church. If you do not have a local church, you need to get one. Um, the Bible talks so much about the importance of the local church. Bianca and I were raised in the local church. We're now raising our family in the local church. Mm -hmm. And even though ministry might take us away and in different areas, we still hold on to the importance of the local church. Um, is there anything you wanted to add on to that? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of what you alluded to right now. The local church is is under an attack. That's oh, yeah. the reality of what's happening. And so you have um, believers who have kind of realized that and mm -hmm. and taken a stand and said this is wrong. And um, I love my local church. I'm going to support my local church. I'm oh, going to yeah. keep serving at my local church. And then you have some believers that have not done that. Mm -hmm. And so um, it is important. The Bible says so. It's yeah. in the Bible, um, the importance of the local church. So you can't put it off to the side and say, well, that's, mm. not, that's not important because that's not true and that's oh. not word. Yeah, definitely. And we're in California. So in California, I mean, you have a lot of believers right now that are allowing um, elected officials to determine whether they're safe to go to church or whether it's essential for them to go to church. And, you know, I know right now everybody's talking about COVID and all that, and we're not going to make this episode about that. All, all I'm going to say is, is every believer needs to get to that really, um, that raw place where they have a straightforward conversation with themselves and with God concerning their attendance in the local church. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in California, we just won a um, through the courts saying that, hey, you know what? No, our governor was out of line by putting certain limitations on the church. So you have believers that wouldn't come to church because they were told not to instead of saying, hey, that was they're exercising a right. They don't have the authority to exercise. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to stop and ask yourself and get raw. I really and I want to emphasize that you got to get raw with yourself. This is not a, a pretty conversation when mm -hmm. you need to evaluate certain decisions mm -hmm. because you have so many people we've we've seen people we've met people in the grocery store my mom shares a story about being at a, a grocery store and a woman who was going to our church telling her hey i want to go to church but you know while in the grocery store i want to go to church but um you know with everything going on i just can't and, and i remember my mom just being like but you're in a grocery store mm -hmm. like what is what what is logic here mm -hmm. I, I can't go to my local church but send me to my job because i'm going to get paid yeah what what it what what are the why are we making certain decisions if if you look at yourself and you have that raw conversation and you determine that hey no i i can't because of so and so reasons then i hope that that logic follows through out of everything i think it's come to the point where it's it's 
okay, listen, are you staying home because of COVID, because of this, because mm -hmm. of that, or is it because it's comfortable now? Oh, yeah. Is it because you like going to church in your pajamas and yeah. staying <laughs> on the couch? Is it because this is what you're used to now? Oh, yeah. Or is there really anything else behind it? And it's just getting honest with ourselves, like you said, and, mm -hmm. and facing that and saying, no, why am I not at my local church? Oh, yeah. No, mm -hmm. you have to... You really have to make sure you're making wise decisions, the right decisions, God-based decisions, God-breathed decisions, mm -hmm. not um, CNN, Fox News decisions. Mm -hmm. These have to be from what you believe is correct, and that logic should follow through explicitly. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's one thing that we've been really intentional with our boys is to make sure that they do not get into this, oh, our new normal type mindset. I hate that phrase. I don't like it. Uh, what you normalize, you'll live out every single day of your life. Um, and we just, we refuse that. Um, you know, it, it kind of blessed me when a few weeks ago we were having a lot of traveling and we had our boys, uh, two of our boys, they went to go stay with their aunt in um, San Diego. And the first thing that one of my sons said is, okay, well, what church are we going to? And, you know, San Diego is a little bit different than where we're at, where mm -hmm. a lot of churches, they're just closed. Like they have not opened. And um, that was like the first thing that he said, you know, what, well, what church are we going to? We're going to be gone. You know, what church are we going to? And she said, all, all you know, um, my sister-in-law, she told him, you know, all the churches are closed where, where I live. And he's all, well, then how are we going to get church? And so she told him, you know, we'll live stream. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, okay. But it was important to him. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going going to be gone for two weeks. I know that's two church services. Uh, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. it was important to him. I think that's how you know. Mm -hmm. That's an indicator of if the local church is important to oh, you. Oh, yeah. Me and my husband just went to um, a little four-day trip, just the two of us. And Sunday morning, we had that live stream on the TV. Now, other people might not do that. Yeah. I can tell you that. Other people might, when they're on vacation, they're also on vacation from the local church. Oh, yeah. But that's not me and my husband. Yeah. And so Sunday morning, we're sitting on the couch <laughs> in the hotel room with the live stream on. We're watching service. We're getting that word in um, because the local church doesn't stop being a priority when we're on vacation. Oh, it doesn't. Mm. And, you know, when we did have to be shut down for a little bit, when it first happened and, uh, you know, nobody knew what was going on. Mm. All I knew is I'm at the office. Uh, my sister's in another country. You know, my parents are also in another country, two different countries. Mm -hmm. um, I'm calling the office staff in. Hey, we're, we're, we need to get them back. You know, their flights keep getting canceled. My parents are on the last flight coming in mm -hmm. um, from that country. And then, you know, my sister followed a few days later. You know, obviously during all that time, nobody knew what was going on. And, you know, our pastor felt it was advisable to, to, uh, to just wait and pause, see what's going on, but to still connect with our people through offering our live stream. And obviously it's not 100% better is, you know, to live stream. It's always better to be in service, mm -hmm. but that's what we did for a while. And even during that, it was still, um, there was still a yearning to be in mm -hmm. the regular service mm -hmm. and, you know, together. And a lot of people, um, I think because they were already disconnected from their local church, mm -hmm this adjustment didn't have something that caused a yearning. It caused a complacency and it caused a, a new normal for what their mindset was already normalized. Mm, like right. they already weren't connected. And so this disconnect, eh, 
it was already what they were in here. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I wrote down one of the things with the local church is it's a partnership. Mm -hmm. It's a partnership. It takes you and the church working side by side to reap all the benefits that it offers. Yeah, um, when you know, you know, when you're connected to the local church, you can get the most out of it when you know that it's a partnership. And I think um, the if we go to the, the scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, and then this is in the Passion Translation. I know some people are like, remember when we were in Bible college, um, <laughs> our uh, instructor would say, if it ain't the King James Version, it's per version. So and somehow we put like a twang in there. <laughs> I don't know. He and now we do like a Southern Baptist. <laughs> it's like, per version. If it's not King James Version, it's per version. That's how we say it <laughs> yeah. now. It that's never, not, it, how that's not how he said it. <laughs> I have to clarify. But uh, that's how we hear it. So <laughs> that's how we say it. So this is the Passion Translation. So I'm sure this is like the really, really bottom of the list <laughs> of what is acceptable. <laughs> but I did hear um, Dr. Jerry Seville use the Passion Translation, and I was like, vindication! Yeah, we're fine. We're <laughs> we, fine. we can do it. <laughs> we're allowed. All right. So it says this. It says, this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. That's so good. I, there should be like a holy fear that comes <laughs> onto you reading that and knowing, hey, we are getting towards, you know, the day dawning. Like it just sounds so dramatic. Yeah. The day is dawning. Yeah. You know, it, as you get closer to knowing that, hey, we're living in the last days. And you might say, hey, well, I don't think it's the last days. Well, let me tell you this. You're more to the last day today than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. We can agree to that. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you're saying, hey, well, I, you know, I don't believe it's going to happen during my lifetime. Okay, well, it might not. But I can guarantee you the rapture is going to happen during the lifetime of somebody in your lineage, yeah. which means what you do today sets your future family up for their tomorrow. And, oh, that was good. It sounded a little fortune cookie, <laughs> but it's true. And and it says right here, you need to be doing more in mm -hmm. your local church. You need to be getting together more frequently. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say, you know, unless Governor Gavin Newsom says mm -hmm. not okay. It doesn't say, oh, unless, you mm -hmm. know, this happens. No, it says listen when you know you're getting towards the end start to do more yeah and it says there's going to be other people doing different habits yeah it's such a timely scripture oh, it yes. literally says this is not the time yeah this is not the time to pull away this is not mm -hmm. the time to stop going to church this is not the time to step down from ministry nope. it says no the day's dawning Get up. The day is dawning. It does it sound very ominous. It okay? me of Lord of the Rings when he's like, the dawn will take you yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, literally. Literally, that's what right? it is. But yeah, that, it's so timely because... J.R. Tolkien had this. Yes. Yeah, he, he did. did. Definitely. Yeah, but it literally says, as some have formed the habit of doing oh, it, yeah. this is what we're seeing. We habit. are seeing live stream Christians right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Live by stream choice. Christians by choice. Oh, yeah. By choice, they can go to the to a house. There are houses open in their town, yep, and in, in, in their local vicinity, and they are at church, at home by choice. Oh yeah, and then you also have. I mean, let me just talk to some Christians doing this. You have there are some people out there that are acting like the church is closed. Listen, mm -hmm. even if the physical location of your church is closed right now, um, 
I would say nine times out of 10, they're providing a live stream option for mm -hmm. you. That is you going to church, being faithful in that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we have so many pastor friends that I know are doing more than they've ever done. They're doing Bible studies every single day. Mm -hmm. My dad's doing that, except for on the weekends. And you know, when he's with the grandkids, guess what? He's still doing a Bible study. He just throws them in there. Mm -hmm. You know, and I cringe, of course, because I'm like, what? This is live. <laughs> What's my son going to say? Mm -hmm. You know, but they're doing more. The church is not closed. The church might have a different avenue for you at mm -hmm. this time, mm -hmm. but it's not closed. Yeah. And if you're um, deciding like, hey, well, this is my backseat time, you do not want to be backseat when the dawn Approaches. approaches the day is dawning it's true. and i will say this too there is there's a time and a place oh, for yeah. a live stream we're not trying to talk badly oh, or say um, you're a sinner if you're going to live stream <laughs> i like, had to use live stream option on sunday yes yes it's it's a tool it was, and it's mm -hmm. a, an awesome tool that we have that you know i can't tell you how many times that you know my ba one of my babies is running a fever oh, both yeah. of my babies are running a fever and that means i'm not going to take them into children's church thank you we appreciate mm -hmm. you not doing right that. uh just common <laughs> sense there but i am going to stay home and i am going to watch live stream oh, yeah. and so it is an, an awesome tool and we also understand that there's people with health issues oh, yeah. who need to be a little bit more careful so we're not talking about those we're not making a blanket statement of and I don't hope, be live streaming yeah. but <laughs> i hope those same people mm -hmm. are staying home from going to your job where there's right germs right or the store where there's germs or you know that same right. logic should carry through right. um from start to finish if it's right. the right thing for you then it's a start to finish thing right. there's no well i just don't want to get up early on a sunday <laughs> right you know what i mean right so as long as it's not a double standard and as long as it's not a just an excuse to stay in your pjs then you yeah. know what i mean but that's what we're talking about we're talking about having a value putting a value mm -hmm. on the house of God on the local church, not just so that you show up and sit down, but that you partner with it and serve in ministry. Uh -huh. And there's always a way to serve in ministry that can still balance your schedule. Mm. What do I mean by that? There, Because we're talking about getting the most out of your local church. There are, there are so many different things. I know that if we're just for our children's ministry alone, we have somebody who are a group of ladies they get together once a month, I believe was the last thing I'd heard. They get together once a month and they do all the crafts for the month of children's ministry. Mm -hmm. Once a month. That is them serving in church. And it's a vital part of church. But you know what? They can't, with the way that their job is, they can't commit to a calendar where they serve, you know, three Sundays out of the month or, you know, however that calendar works for certain departments. But they know the importance in serving. So they find the place that fits for them. Yeah. We have every, pretty much every church open right now has a sanitation crew. Guess what? You can serve on that once a month. You can do something. Mm -hmm. You have, you can't just say, well, oh, I'm financially giving to the church. Okay. But what are you doing with your talents? Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible talks about the talents, yeah. you know, it says to, to, to invest it. Mm -hmm. And at least it will grow interest. It's talking about you investing of yourself into your local church. Yeah. We have people who they just do sign up table. That's mm -hmm. it. Just do the sign-up table for the children's church. You know how helpful that is mm -hmm. to know that you just have people that will sign kids in? Yeah. We have bathroom monitors at the church. Guess what? Once a month, you just take the kids to the bathroom. You yeah. Know, because of their way their work schedule is. So everybody has a part to play. It may look different, but we're all 
we're all stepping towards what we can do. And it's and it's so good that you brought that up too because I think sometimes there's this misconception that the local church or valuing the local church mm -hmm. is only for people in full-time ministry. Oh yeah, no, there's Because you're in full-time ministry, uh -huh. so of course you value the local church. Of course you serve uh -huh. in ministry, but that's not how it works. Oh no. And so I work I personally work full-time. Mm -hmm. I'm in a master's program on the side mm -hmm. and I have two kids and I'm married. Uh -huh. And so my life does not revolve around, hey, I'm serving in full-time ministry my husband does though uh -huh. but i do not and i still serve yeah you're I and you're youth served. pastoring yes. every single thursday every thursday i am ministering to those youth i've worked at that sign-in table for the children yeah it it's not about oh i'm in full-time ministry mm -hmm. oh this is you know i have all this time no it's about making the time oh yeah you it's about make the making the priority this mm -hmm. is a priority to me so I'm going to make time for it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move my schedule around. For oh, it. yeah. It's building a habit of servitude. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's building that habit. You know, we have right here in Romans 12. Mm -hmm. um, why don't you go ahead and read that? I love this. Okay. So this is Romans 12, four, uh, verse 4 and 5 in the Passion Translation. It says, In the human body there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. And so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we are all vitally joined to one another with each contributing to the others. I love that. And if you even go down a little bit further in verse 10, mm -hmm. in the same translation, it says, Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers mm -hmm. as members of one family. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times we take our earthly family and you're like, I can't stand those ones. Mm -hmm. And then we try to apply that to the church. That's not how that's supposed to work. We're just to love them. Mm -hmm. It says, Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. It's so good. Yeah, those work perfectly together. It puts it back on us. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of times we go to church and we're saying, me, give me, Lord, mm -hmm. what are you going to do for me? Mm -hmm. And he's saying, well, what are you going to do with what I gave you? Mm -hmm. I sent my son. Mm -hmm. My son died for you. What are you going to do? Like he, he sacrificed himself. Now are you going to pick up your cross? Are you going to sacrifice your, you know, your level of comfort to get in there and do what needs to be done? You know, the church is a place for, of equipping. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to equip people. It's supposed to make a way, you know, for other people who don't know God to mm -hmm. come in. You mm -hmm. know, we're, if, if you go by the Bible, what we're supposed to do as believers is we're supposed to go out, bring people into the church. We're mm -hmm. supposed to go out and minister to people, then bring them to the church for equipping. Mm -hmm. The church is not the only place for salvation to be taking place. Yeah. It, it's not supposed to be that. If that's what you think, then um, you I mean, read your Bible. That's not what happened. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and a lot of times, one time I told our partners, I said, if you're here and you're a partner with this ministry, you know, because of the role that I play within our ministry, you know, I, I do have meetings with our partners. Um, you know, basically I'm the, I just, the mouthpiece from whatever my dad wants to be done and I'll go and get it done. And I told him, I said, you know, if you're here and you're a partner with this ministry and you're not doing anything to further the ministry, I said, then all the people you're praying and believing are going to come to this church. You want them to come so they can serve you, not mm -hmm. so you could serve them. Yeah. And, and it, that really, I believe, opened up a lot of eyes because when, why are you believing for your church to grow if you're not going to serve? Mm-hmm so that they can serve you. Mm -hmm. That's really what what, what it, it is. Yeah, to. it comes down to that. Yeah. 
him. And it's funny because we're reading out of Romans 12. And if you were to go up mm -hmm. to the beginning of Romans 12, that's that scripture that talks about living a life of sacrifice. Oh, living, yeah. living your life as a living sacrifice okay. unto God. And so it it all fits. Mm -hmm. You got to read that chapter 12 all the way through oh, because it all one. fits together. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that the body not just the local church, but the body of Christ suffers when you're not in your place. Oh, yeah. The body of Christ suffers when you choose to set aside your calling and sit in a pew mm -hmm. instead of helping anyone or doing anything for your church. Um, it says we're, we're organs in a body. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe maybe we can survive without a pinky, but we we now are limited mm -hmm. into, to what we can accomplish yeah. now because we're missing that pinky. So, yeah, mm -hmm. we're alive. Uh, we're still alive, but now we're limited. We're mm -hmm. not at full. We're not at full capacity of what we could be doing. Oh yeah. And so we have to see the value of ourselves mm -hmm. in the local church. Oh yeah. It, it's seeing yourself the way that God sees you, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if you're coming in, and you are broken. You are beat up. You're busted. You're 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 crawling in to your you know you've crawled through salvation and now you're trying to just like make it as a believer even in that moment god sees your potential he sees what you have to offer and uh, you're never going to get to that place where you fully arrived and then now use me no mm. the re how you get there is by starting somewhere mm. by serving and then as you serve you will find yourself living in what you only God can do mm. and as you the benefits of partnering with your local church and being involved in your local church you will see that through your family you know there's so many times where my children have learned things that I did not teach them mm. that they learned through children's ministry yeah. there are so many um times though that I mean when I worked in I mean I've worked in children's church you've worked in children's church we worked in youth you know there that I've seen parents not understand it's a partnership there's a partnership with you and your church if you think that your child's going to be raised and reared to fear the Lord which is to love what God loves hate what God hates if you think that's going to happen because the preacher talked to them for 45 minutes on a Sunday or the preacher talked to them for 30 minutes on a Thursday or midweek whatever midweek you have and you think that's going to sustain a life of a believer for your child oh you're sorely mistaken mm. It is a partnership. The job of children's ministry, the job of youth ministry, the job of, you know, um, your senior pastor and all the ministers, they're there to help equip you, help with that. They're mm -hmm. there to help reinforce what you're already feeding yourself throughout the week. And when you're doing your part, then your kid is not only hearing that at home, when you bring them into children's ministry, when you bring them into youth, they're going to hear that same sound, that same standard, and that's the partnership. Yeah. That's the benefit you have is that your kid is hearing that same thing. Yeah. But if they're only hearing it once and it's not in home, then they're not going to live out what's not normal to them. Yeah. It's, it's not going to work that way. As a youth pastor, I can't be expected to fix your teenager. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> that's just not how it works because, like she said, it's, what, 30, 40 minutes uh -huh. once a week? on a Thursday night. And so that's the partnership. Yeah. Whatever you're doing at home, I'm just there to strengthen that and to add to that and to teach them from the word, just like you're doing at home. Oh yeah. It's, from, it has to yeah. balance. You know, the funny thing though, is the more that you are doing that mm -hmm. with your kids, 
the more your kids will use church logic against you mm -hmm. and like the Bible against you. Mm -hmm. And it leads to obviously some embarrassing moments. Mm -hmm. um, I know just recently I had um, my middle son who is a lot more, he's an our adventurer. Mm -hmm. And they said that they were teaching in children's ministry about the prodigal son and how the prodigal son, you know, he, you know, took all his inheritance, he left. And then he found himself in that place where he was eating that pig slop. And so, of course, our children's, you know, teacher says, how many of you would eat that pig slop? And like, no. And I, so I was told that all the kids are like, no. And there's my little maverick. He's raising his hand. He's like, I would. And they're like, what? And he goes, you're not going to eat it to survive? And I was like, Because uh. <laughs> his dad obviously is like the big prepper, you know. Yeah. You know, he's a cop's kid. His whole thing is you know, to overcome every yeah. situation. So he was like, mom, you've taught us, you do what you do to survive. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not what that means. And he's like, you know, he's like, I can do all things through Christ. Like he starts bringing up all these things. And I'm like, where did I go wrong? <laughs> but you went right, you know, right. and that's, those are benefits. So even as silly as they come out, the fact that you can even have conversation regarding the word mm -hmm. is because it's such a, uh, a normal thing for you to do. Mm -hmm. That is the normal. Not not what's going on people are saying is the new normal. I don't want that normal. Yeah. I want the normal that's focused on what's going to build my family. Yeah. And I think it comes down to you need to see the local church as a partnership, as mm -hmm. we said, not as a sacrifice. Oh, because, yeah, that's good. Because the word says that if you take care of his family, he'll take care of yours, right? Oh, that's yeah. what the word says. And so it shouldn't feel like a sacrifice. So oh, I'm sacrificing my time. I'm sacrificing when I could be sitting in service. But no, God will honor that. Oh, it's yes. not a sacrifice. It's a partnership. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. as you do what he's placed you in that church to do, you can find the answer you've been praying for while you're serving. Oh, that's good. You don't mm -hmm. even have that anointing is still present when mm -hmm. you're in the right place at the right time. You know, unfortunately, I've seen so many people and it always happens in children's ministry. I've noticed so many people who when there's a guest speaker, they mm. pull out of their ministry. Oh, well, I need to go hear the guest today. Mm -hmm. And they do this. And let me tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest about 99.9% .9 of the time. I'm going to say that's not true. And you're hearing yourself and you're being moved emotionally yeah. by what you want, because you're, what you're doing is you're removing yourself from your ministry to sit down and to hear something, because you think that's the only way God can communicate oh, to you. Mm -hmm. That's not the only way he can communicate. When you're in the right place at the right time, and you know what, you're serving so that other people can be fed that word. Do you know that you can be in a children's ministry and that kid can say something that was the answer you needed? Mm -hmm. You could be serving in a youth ministry and that teenager ask you a question that prompts that answer that you've been praying for to come out of you that's good. because that's inside of you. You can sit through a whole service of a guest speaker and never get one thing that you were supposed to get because you were not in the right place at the right time. The word God sent for you was supposed to happen in the back room, yeah. but you put yourself in the forefront yeah. and, and you put you first, yeah. not God. How is God to honor something when you're first instead of him? Yeah. Right? That's good. It's so good. That's you know, good. we have to close right there. Uh, there's so much more we want to say, <laughs> but um, I mean, let me just tell you, go to your little subscription thing, press like or subscribe or bell, whatever function you have right now, <laughs> because you do not want to miss next week's episode. We're going to continue on family this March, and we just encourage you to go back and listen to what you haven't heard yet and stay tuned for next week.